Hey everybody, this is Steve. And this is Parnell. <laughs> and this is uh, Flippin' and Mashing. Uh, welcome back everybody. This is episode 29. We are, we're doing good, we're on a roll. Yeah, we're, we're actually smashing through pretty good here. We're actually Ooh. sticking to uh, to a rhythm and not just uh, going like two or three weeks in between. I, I did just remember that we, we dropped the ball. What do you mean? Remember when we were recording in my basement, we we were like, we were going to talk about a console every time. What do you mean? Oh, oh, you're saying talking about the actual... Like, one episode we talked about NES. Yes. Then the next one we talked about Sega Genesis. Yes. And then we never kept going. Yeah, it was a good idea. Um, I think we should probably even try it again. Yeah. All right, so go on. What's oh, your plan? So, so next episode or whatever, we'll have to... We'll have to come up with some stuff, and because my Excite truck is still sitting on my desk, and we haven't oh, played okay. it yet. I see what you're saying. You want to go back, play? Because I, I forgot how what we had discussed. You want to go back and actually play um, a game from an old console. Well, not just that, but like talk about our memories. favorite games, favorite games, and memories of. That's the, the most fun. I love talking about memories. Because I got these a games. buttload of Dreamcast sitting in my basement. Yeah, and uh, I had a wild ride through that. I didn't even own it. Until I was like thirty-two, Dreamcast is is by far one of my favorite systems of old. This is your mic is like my mic is dipping down nipple. into my crotch. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, wrong mouth, Steve. <clears throat> Anyways, let's um, let's kick it off then. All right, we got pinball stuff. All right, so we'll start we'll start with pinball and work our way through uh, video games. Um, so number one, what just came in this week? My Lissy, they call it like a L-I-S-Y-1 board, finally came in from Germany. And this is for? This is a replacement CPU board for Gottlieb System 1s. Gotcha. So I worked with him and created the bomb that is the quick drop for DigiKey. Okay. And so I ordered that. Once I, once his board hit the U.S., I got a USPS notice in the uh-huh. email. I dropped my CSV file in DigiKey, hit order. And uh, I added the um, Raspberry Pi 0W, which is what is going to drive the board. That's mm-hmm. the brains and the operating system. Gotcha. And that's the smallest Pi with Wi-Fi, so we can connect to it over Wi-Fi. Okay. Now, what would... I guess I'm sorry. What would we, what would we be using the Wi-Fi for? Like, if you wanted to go into the OS and change the game... Okay. So you want to program your own sure. values of targets. Just right through your laptop. Yep. You just connect to it wirelessly. Nice. Or you have to update the Pi or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a couple bucks. It was like $2 more for the Wi-Fi one from DigiKey, so I just ordered it. We might as well. Is For only $2? Sure. I, yeah, it was a couple bucks. Right. And so I finally started to solder the parts on. Yes. You got pieces all over the place over here. Shh. Don't let our listeners know that I'm a mess. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm soldering this up. Um, Steve and I both have experience with surface mount. However, this board only has one surface mount part. That's an I. It's like an I2C rectifier or something. Um, and that went on decently easy. That's probably the hardest part to solder on on this board. Everything else is called through hole, which if you're a pinball person and you have older games uh, prior to like Spike from Stern or Medieval Madness's um, BeagleBone, you will know that those old boards also use mostly through-hole. They're easier to cut off parts and replace. 
So it's coming together pretty easily. Yeah. I mean, I'd say, I mean, they're not big through hole, but they're like, right. It's, it's, it's a little bit time consuming to put them all on solder them all, but it looks like it's going by kind of paint by numbers pretty, pretty easily. Yeah. I'll probably, um, like I was telling you before, when you came in this morning, I might go through the bomb and put, he has, he, he very nicely labeled every single through hole with what is there. Mm-hmm. And I will, I'm going to go through it again and make sure that the part number is associated with the through hole part. Okay. Cause there was one part I got confused on. Um, but I read the silk screening on the board and it was optional. I think it's for a sound add on. So I'll go through that and figure that out, but I just want to make it even easier for anybody else going forward. Okay. Sounds good. Um, black Knight. Oh, yeah. So, yes, your status of Black Knight. How's that moved along? It's making billions of dollars at the bar. That's awesome. No, it's That's not. That's awesome. <laughs> you must be at a very busy bar to make billions of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I retired. Yeah, and you must be charging like 10 bucks a play or something. Oh, like well, that. it's Black Knight. It's classic. Oh, good point. Good point. Um, so, all my parts came in. I got like a coil sleeve set to replace all the coils. I was going through the game and I was doing the flipper rebuild kits. One of the flipper mechs is underneath the play field. Like the upper left flipper, the mech is kind of half hidden under the lower play field. So mm-hmm. I have to take off the upper play field to really get to it because I have new switches and new linkage. And then I realized my drop targets were not working right. Like they are very slow. They're they're very dirty. And obviously I should put all new coil sleeves in the game so that it, things are smooth. So then I ordered the sleeves and I ordered, um, oh, that's when I realized that, I don't know if we talked about this already, but like the two right coils for the flippers were wrong. They were 50 volt and they're supposed to be like 26 or 28. I guess I forgot that we talked about that. Yeah. I ordered new flipper coils for those two. I also ordered springs for the drop targets. Um, it might be something else. They're all, all of it's here. I need to start going through it. And then, um, oh, the pop bumper. I ordered a clear skirt, which is the ring that goes in the bottom. The ball pushes down. Mm-hmm. And a cl- it's clear red and then a clear red body. And then the lid is red. So it's going to be a all red pop bumper. And when it's lit up, I think it'll look pretty cool. Very cool. So that'll be nice. Um. So I was in the Black Knight thread on Pinside because I like to check in there see what see what people are having for problems. And I can't really help much yet because I haven't really got my game up and going. But someone mentioned they called a solenoid saver. It's this little board. It puts fuses and the playfield solenoids plug in. Like you unplug it from the main board. You plug it into this board and then there's a jumper that connects it. Okay, what's Be- the point of that? I also ask this because if my game is going on route, I want it to be the safest it can be. Sure. So I don't want to have to... My boards just got fully <clears throat> refurbished. I do not want to have to send them back out again because then the game's down. Right. So what happens... I didn't, I didn't fully realize this because I've never had an older Williams game. The coils are activated by switches. So if a switch is held down, the coil will just stay. Okay. So the problem is if the coil stays powered or energized... It overheats. It'll melt. And it melts your, it like mushrooms your sleeve mm-hmm. and then traps that linkage. Okay. Uh, I've had, like my black hole had one like that. A sure. couple of solenoids like that I had to replace. Mm-hmm. And so what this little solenoid saver does is it puts fuses in line of your solenoids going back to the main board. Mm-hmm. 
So if your solenoid stays energized for a few seconds or whatever, the fuse blows instead of your game board. Okay. Perfect. Great. Yeah. And then it, it must be in a position that you can just open it up and flick it real quick and then... It, you, it's like those uh, quick blow fuses. Oh. Like the glass round gotcha. ones. Gotcha. Um, it, it mounts in the head to the left of the boards, okay. so it'll be easy. Piece. Easy to access. Yep. Gotcha. Pretty excited about that. That's on its way already. Um, that's from the same guy who made the NV RAM, where you uh, install this chip solution and, and it replaces your batteries in the game for high scores and stuff. Great. So you can get out of that battery acid stuff. Nice. So he already drop shipped it, or not? He already shipped it, dropped it in the mail. I mean. And so that should be here in a couple of days. Excellent. Dude, that's awesome. It's very good. Very cool. So how's your dragon? Are you making money on that baby yet? Oh, uh, I have not touched it um, since the, the the last night. That's not, that's not true. I have personally played it. I have as well. I've flicked it on a couple of times. Right, yeah. Through. yeah I've, I've played it a couple of times, but I have not cleaned it at all or done anything That's else. partially my fault. I have all the the cleaning stuff. We use naphtha to clean older play fields. So that you're not getting water into the wood, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's like alcohol based. And then um, the wax, I I think I left it in my garage where I was working on the other game. So I got to bring that in so that you can clean it because you have LEDs waiting and all that. However, you also need to order your rubber kit. I do. So we should actually probably do that almost like right after this because I need to order rubber kits. Well, that's the next question. Remember, you ordered clear kit for roller disco. Mm. Do you want to go white or? Yeah, think about that. Yeah, I need to almost walk back in there and stare at the. And the, they also sell colored ones, but you pay for it. Like you can get colored. I'm, I'm not worried about. Rubber. I'm not worried about paying for the the color difference. Like if it looks a lot better to me, I'd totally worth it to me to actually pay the pay it for the color. Oh, you're like me. Money ain't no thing. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And it's not that big of a difference. I mean, maybe it's. Let's say it's twenty bucks to forty bucks, whatever. It, it's yeah, it might be like double the price, but in reality, it's gonna make the game a lot better. So it's to me, it's worth it. If that makes sense, it would not be worth it if you wanted to sell it right away. Okay, if that makes sense. Good point. If you hold on to it, which honestly, it seems like a fun game, uh, and it was cheap. If you hold on to it, then uh, colored rubbers and LEDs and all that stuff makes sense because it's like. You're getting your time out of it. I see what you're saying. Like if we, if we wanted to just get it up and running so we can send it out again, cleaned up and, you know, looking a lot better. Uh, I don't know. I'll have to think about it. But uh, I do like adding colors. to. to uh, yeah. Well, you also talked about bringing a game to your house. Yes. We also talked. It came with CoinMax, so potentially you could put it on route if you wanted to. That'd be fun. That'd be really fun. Actually start making some cash off of it. I mean, you're not going to. You don't be like a billionaire like me with Black Knight. But. Good point. Good point. But I'll, I'll be like a, like a half billionaire, right? Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, I haven't cleaned it up, haven't uh, even done anything to it. I've just only played it a couple times. I got a pretty good score on it. I was pretty proud about that. But other than that, uh, I haven't done anything with it. Uh, oh, my God. We have to get that battery cut off that board. Yeah. Like immediately because that board is mint and yep. it has the original battery. Good point. I got. I'll look that up, and maybe we can print that how-to out off the pin wiki. Let's do and, that and get the new batteries mounted. We Let's either do, do like the. I don't think they do the NVRAM for the system one, but we can do like a remote battery pack, like what they did in Roller Disco. I just I. One thing I need to do is I just need to set aside some time that I can actually do some of this stuff. 
and I haven't been setting. A, um, I just I, it's been like a secondary priority, so it just, it's never gotten to me too. Like uh, <clears throat> you come to work, you work, and then right. all of a sudden you go home, and home is twenty thirty minutes away, so you don't want to come back here. Right. But then you have responsibilities. Being an adult sucks. Right. Um, I think I'm gonna just try to maybe have somebody help watch the the boys, and then I can come in and do something with it. Because if I try to bring them with me, I will never get no. anything. I, I did won't bring get Gus the one time. My dog. Mm-hmm. I brought my dog, and I worked on my game Black Knight for a little bit. That was when I was doing the coil max or the uh, flipper max. Mm-hmm. And he was super. Ir- he's a lab. He is three, so he's a bunch of energy still. But I had some bones with, and just like, hey, dude, we already went to the dog park. Mm-hmm. You just gotta just lay down. He's mm-hmm. really bad at being bored. I brought him into work. He's horrible at it. Mm-hmm. I almost brought him today, but I wanted to do this. And um, he finally, he kept, you know, making laps around and whining at me. And finally he laid down and chewed a bone. And then he kind of just, just hung out. Took about 30 minutes though. But he finally calmed down. And, yeah. yeah. Just... So I got to take him out here more and I can work on my games. But uh, again, I also have to have like my wife, um, we kind of give each other days off. Like tonight she's gone for the evening. Uh, with her family and so i got the baby so we're gonna have to do something there you go and then uh usually thursday nights are my pinball night but like you gotta kind of plan ahead i don't know it kind of sucks right we we it's just yeah I, it, it's just all it takes i just have to set aside some time and actually get it done um the next on the, the pinball docket is something that i'm pretty excited to talk about it's this was out of freaking nowhere right so there's a, a newer game that isn't even for sale yet, but it's just come out. It's kind of hit the, the internet and everyone's talking about it called uh, Tokyo Perfect Drift. Just dropped. Right. And this was like the best kept secret. It looks really fun. It looks really colorful. It's a single level map. Map. <laughs> <laughs> as, as if this is a video game. It's a single le- level game. Uh, it's got very flowy lines to it. It looks really cool. Like So it's big... It almost looks like ramps because of the way it funnels the oh, ball. Yeah, the orbits. Right, but they're not ramps, obviously, because they, they don't lift up off the ground. But the way they treat them, they treat them like they're ramps. God, the artwork is... The artwork is very that cool. It looks like a GTR, and that looks like a GTR. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure that's what they're supposed to be. So this is, this, this is for the background, this is from the same company that did the Captain Nemo game, which was kind of like this, I think it was a V-pin, and then they made it real or... Or they've always teased it, and I don't know if it ever even came out or if they're still waiting. The Captain Nemo game? Yeah. It's been years. Years. The artwork, okay, you're, you're flashing through some pictures here. We're going to put all this up on our, our Facebook that is totally page. Uh, the artwork is really cool. It is definitely, you can tell they're trying to be like, a, what was the Fast and Furious game? It's, it's an 80s Fast and Furious. Right. Um, so... <clears throat> It says it's from Spanish producers Quizdal Pinball Quiz Quiz Quizzal? I don't know, whatever. Sure. And STR Pinball. It's uh was previewed at a museum in Spain. Single level, four flipper with five balls. It doesn't mean it's a five ball game, it just means you could have a five ball multi ball. Well that, that's that's that's, what, that's I, what I was thinking. Okay. Um custom electronics and full RGB from this Oh, it has, yeah, it has an, uh, I don't know, almost looks like a 10-inch LCD screen. It's a big screen compared to the actual play field. Um, the only thing I could think of, yeah, Captain Nemo dives again. 
was their first <clears throat> and it sounds like the only people allowed to buy this in the u.s are the people who had purchased captain nemo interesting so, cause I so think they're not, that's not released to, yet so i think not. they're trying to like give you this game first so they can make money to finish captain nemo is and i could be wrong but i haven't seen that game yet so i think it's still in production captain like, nemo? Like, like yeah I think it's still. So, what's the deal with Captain Nemo? Because I mean, so if they're already going to make this and ship this out, is Captain Nemo like a triple level game or something like that? And they need a lot more funding. It's been so many years that I stopped looking into it. Interesting. Or maybe because people paid for Captain Nemo, like they're using this as like a consolidation prize almost. Um, I mean, you have to pay for it, but it's one of those. Hey, you can have this this game. Like, while we're still working on the other game. Okay. Um, you can have this game. You can buy this game as a uh, you know it's limited, so only you guys can buy it in mm. the U.S. Wow! So you just pulled up Captain Nemo. I've never seen this game before. This looks pretty cool. Now, you, as far as you know, this has never made it to market. No, there was a prototype, and um, I haven't seen it in person, but I've seen the prototype and some videos. Right. So there. that's a good point. I mean, it at least one exists somewhere because there's videos out on it. Yeah, it's very cool art for the Captain Nemo. It's like they definitely got some A plus artists to come in here and uh, yeah, draw. Yeah, it looks great. People are really excited about it, and then it just kind of stopped being updated. And there's an LCD screen, I think, under the playfield in the middle. Okay, ramps. so I, mean, I it should be pretty sweet. Looking at the Captain Nemo game, I can see maybe if you were a startup, why this might be hard to get funding for because there's a lot of stuff going on here. You got a couple ramps, an LCD screen in the playfield, um, very colorful, but, but you got a lot of stuff going on on this playfield. Yeah, and if if people have noticed uh, over the course of the last couple of years, like making pinball is freaking hard, and so to get this. To work properly? To work and to have the capital to make it because most people don't, most people nowadays aren't trying to sell it pre ordered f- to fund it because people are getting sketched out by that. Sure. Which obviously well, it's, uh, people are getting effed over pretty bad. Right. So you kind of have to raise your own funding and um, that's hard. And so it's, it is neat to see them. If they have this Tokyo Perfect Drift ready to go, you have uh, a couple hundred units, sell it, use that profit. But how would the they get funding way. for Tokyo Drift? Well, it's a didn't... single level. It's a lot. It's a lot more simple. Less less max. All that stuff. So like. Good point. Also, what they're learning from making Tokyo Perfect Drift because it said custom boards, and light boards, they might drop that into their other game. Hmm. So now they've learned something. Captain Nemo's. If you look at the playfield, it's a very ambitious project. Yeah. I mean, in reality, you almost should start at a single-level game to get a feel for it and what you need. Which is maybe what happened. The big, the big dogs. Yeah, they had to revert and, and slow down for a second. Either way, this other game, it's, it's not knocking uh, Tokyo Perfect Drift. It still looks like a totally fun game. looks very fast-paced um, with a lot of motion because with the big, huge loops in there, you're, it looks like the ball's always going to be flying around. Oh, it's got like... Um, the left upper flipper looks like it can hit an orbit shot. Oh, yeah, that's keep right. Flipping around, um, similar to the, like um, getaway or Star Trek. I mean, it doesn't jump up a ramp, but or a game called uh, Tron. Oh shit! <laughs> that was my that was my immediate thought was oh, it's just like Tron. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Um, then there's a mini flipper, upper mini flipper that kind of just shoots at targets. Mm-hmm. Um, I, in the back of my head, I was like thinking of cool designs and mechs and stuff to build my own games. Mm-hmm. And this has some really cool uh, shots and features in the play field that um, will make I, it looks really fun. Right. Is theoretically, if you, I mean, if you strip everything down, it looks pretty simple by by design, but it looks like really fun game. Yeah, as long as the rules are there, uh, I think the shots are really nice. Um, it's going to be fun. And we'll see if the upper, what they call the upper play field, if, if that upper little section, because it has, it spells drift. And um, we'll see if that maybe is too clunky. Because that's going to be the only, only big spot that really blocks you and slows you down. Like if you're shooting it from the mini flipper up to drift. If that just makes it chunky. Too hard? Well, it just all the other shots are super flowy, and these aren't drop targets. Mm. So it might just be the ball screaming back, and it might be just super clunk. Like you're flowing, and then you just hit clunk fest. Okay. No, I, I can see what you're saying, because the whole rest of the whole play field is like, like a highway, practically. Yeah. And then right here, right in the bit middle, you have uh, you're attacking these. They're, so they're not drop targets. I, I guess I thought they were drop targets. They're not, huh? I don't see them as drop targets. Nope, they are okay, standard targets. Right. There's not even a drop on here. I think it would have been kind of fun. Like, look at this. You have a drop target here, but and then you sneak that, the ball that, in. That's it. less to break. Drop targets don't really break. Okay. I mean, the mine, new ones. Mine broke. <laughs> so the thing, I guess Yours uh, broke. Yeah, on. Uh, oh, uh, on yeah, roller but, disco. But it was the coil mecha. It wasn't like the the target itself didn't break right i guess i wasn't really referring to the actual targets i meant oh. the, the function the function of them yeah um kind of like flip up headlights for a firebird <sighs> or something like that it's one yeah. more thing to break <clears throat> i mean it's gonna be really hard to get into the pops honestly unless you go it's gonna be su- well no unless you go into the orbit and the ball there's only one in. way to really get there because you can technically Shoot up the center, but that's oh, going to be, be impossible. It's, it's, like not, it's not even worth trying. It's going to be hitting so, Tron. Trying to do what? Hitting Gem on Tron, that shot. That's a very hard, tight shot. I guess I don't even know where she is. Uh, why would you even pay attention? <laughs> but but uh, when it comes to the pops, the easiest way to get to them is just to run up the, what do, what do you call them? The, the big orbits? orbits. The, uh, the, the orbits. That, that's just the And drop it from way. the top. 100%. Yeah. Because to go up the middle is going to be And it's only two possible. pops. So I, I wonder how much it'll be in the pops. I don't know. I'm really excited. The hard well, part. Well, it's I have, like it's almost trapped in there. If it goes up there and hits those pops, I feel like it's going to bounce around like a son of a gun, and then yeah. maybe slowly come out. We'll see. There, because it'll it'll pop off the one pop and hit posts and maybe some bands, but it's not going to pop between the two a whole lot. Well, I, I get that, but I think it's going to bang off of the post and you just keep coming back at it. Yeah, no, that's why they put three. Mm. To really like, so so the ball will slink like Ghostbusters. When I first opened that game and put played, the ball just sat up there, and it <laughs> felt like a minute. Just sat there. I love poppers so much. Because <sighs> um, I, I feel s- like I'm making a million points every <laughs> single time it's up there, and I'm I just I smile to myself like inside, like I'm doing so good right now. <laughs> Even you though would, all it's doing is giving like one point per per yeah, pop. You would like ACDC because um. You like the animation in the back is this car bouncing around, and then you get similar to Medieval Madness, you get like your multipliers and like a kind of like a not a mode, but a feature gets upgraded every time it hits X pops, like twenty pops, 
and you get a you get a, like an upgraded feature. Speaking of cars, um, does Street Fighter have a pinball machine? Yes. Do they? And do they have the smashing the car feature yep. in there? Very cool. Very cool. Do we need to sell your games and get that game? Maybe. I mean, how big are you into Street Fighter? I'm not really. Oh, I'm not really. Let's not. But I, but I, when you brought up the the car like rattling around, as a, my very first thought was uh, them in Street Fighter smashing that car. Yeah, no, they have a Street Fighter Two pinball machine. That's cool. That's really cool. I mean, I like Street Fighter, but it's not one of my top games. I, I enjoy it. For a second, I tried to get into it, and that's when I decided that I'm not big into Street Fighter. Oof, yeah, it's rough. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, not, I'm just not good at it. I like fighting games. but It's just it's a lot uh, different paced than games that I really enjoy, like Mortal Kombat. I enjoy Mortal Kombat significantly more than I do... Or the pacing of Mortal Kombat. Because, like, what's the other game? Immortals. It's all made by the same guys. Mm-hmm. So it's all the, the same kind of thing. So that versus the the pace of Street Fighter, I, I'm i not into that pace. The hard part is there's now multiple versions of Street Fighter, like Street Fighter 2 Turbo and mm. Collector's or whatever, mm-hmm. Special Edition. And so, like, they sped up movement. So now it's super fast in, like, the Turbo version. I can't keep up with that crap. No. It's almost as fast as Blaze Blue, or maybe it's faster. And Blaze Blue is just super nutty combo. Yeah. Like, I guess it's huge in Japan. Right. And the whole Capcom versus... Uh, SNK. Yeah. It's just... It's in, it's insane. Yeah. Like, like trying I'm to watch a, those guys fight each other. It's slow. just a blur of light. Yeah. I'm slow. I think the only downside to this game is that it's 50,000 50, 5, US. Which is a lot. It's a lot for a single level game. Plus tax and shipping. Is it coming from Spain? I think so. So that's going to be, what, another $1,000? <sighs> Depends if they can get, like, um, a distributor to kind of take all the games. Sure. Like, have them all come to, like, for instance, Cointaker did Alien. So you 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 uh, work with one distributor, they get bulk games over. So maybe this, is, maybe this is better for our European listeners. For those who are over in the UK and stuff like that, maybe this is... Well, even them. It's, it's, you're still shipping across uh, water and everything else. It depends on Europe or you, where you are. Yeah. Uh, Either way, it'd be easier than shipping it to the US. I think it's awesome, though. It's very cool. I mean, to I, look at is fun. <laughs> to get it over here and actually play it was, is going to be something else. But agreed, like, it's, it's color... The color is amazing. The art's very cool, and it looks. I really, I really want to play it. I, I wish it was here. Play it too. <laughs> I love um, Tokyo Drift. Fast and the Furious is my favorite Fast and the Furious movie. I did not know that. Um, back in college, I almost bought a Mustang to use as a drift car. Really? Um, and then I stayed on the track stuff. So I, I've done some track autocross, hill climb stuff, mm-hmm. and I've never got ventured. But now. I mean, I have the RS, so I can push the drift button, mm-hmm. and I get drift mode. <laughs> does that count? I mean, it does if you want to actually drift and burn off your wheels and pay for those all the no, time. No, I, I make sure to, to find a snow-filled, okay. empty space. Gotcha. Yeah. So In, in, that, in, that, in that case, uh, we're all drifters here in uh, Minnesota. <laughs> we're all <laughs> drifters. <laughs> because every single time it snows, I think half of the people in Minnesota like uh, oh, sliding Jesus into the corner. Great, yeah. <clears throat> it's bad. Um, and speaking of uh, the Eclectic Gamers, their episode 47, they were talking about street-level games, and Tony and Dennis were talking about... Single-level? Yeah. they call it, Sorry, they call it street-level, single-level. <clears throat> they were talking about, do you think it is a viable product now? And they both, I think, agreed that 
it's a novelty, but if you released them infrequently, people would like it, hence TNA. Total Nuclear Annihilation came out at the exact time that was ripe, but if Scott Denisi keeps releasing single-level games, I think the market's burned out on it. Like you can't ask six grand for a single-level game. And keep, and keep selling at 550 units. Well, there's this very special thing about uh, Total Nuclear Annihilation. It had a lot to do with how much light was on that game yeah. and h- how amazing the music was. So they were able to basically pull you in with something that the rest of these games aren't doing as, as effectively. But but that, that's what I mean. Like, the market was ripe for it. Okay. But if, if every manufacturer starts making single level and they're doing something similar, it's not, it's not unique anymore, right? Mm-hmm. I mean... Scott's next game is going to be unique, but it's it's going to get flooded with that style of game, and then and then everyone's going to want to stop yeah, stop looking at him. Yeah, you're going to want to stop. I'm sick of single up. I want I want my multiplayer sure. fields. I want ramps everywhere. There needs to be almost like one single level for every three ramped style games. Exactly. So their thing was maybe once a year drop a street level or yeah. a single level game. As like this nice novelty, and just knowing that you won't sell as many. Sure, but but it's also going to be cheaper for you and a lot less of a hassle. Yeah. So my thing is, how cheap is it to actually make? Like, if I designed one and I went to Spooky or Stern or whatever, I mean, how much is it actually going to cost to make? Well, you need an artist. I'll do that. I people love oh. finger, finger oh, drawing. That's, that's finger true. I mean, your abstract art is is insane. So. I- <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you have an artist. Uh, you have to get an, an art, which that's a handful of thousands of dollars, yeah. maybe. Yeah. But like, what is the actual cost to make a game? And I know it goes down the more you make. But if you planned at like two hundred games, <clears throat> is that going to well, be three for, for grand? One, you have to plan for the first one. You still have to make the first one. I mean, you can you can plan in advance for for three hundred, but you have to even come up with the concept of the first one. So that first one the prototype is going to cost several thousand dollars. yeah it'd be like a five thousand dollar game right and then then after that you can figure out how to mass produce it but my thing is and i know it's going to be difficult because manufacturing in the u.s is not cheap but how do you if you could come up with a game for three grand that would be killer does spooky ever talk about this on their podcast no they probably don't want to talk about it and the hard parts you have are it costs a bunch to make any game. Scott Denisi's game is six grand, and but that had a crapload of coils, it had a crapload of RGB lights, so you cut up all that stuff out. Mm-hmm. You have, let's just say, you take a game like a Stern Classic from Stern Electronics, or your Dragon. I mean, you add pops, you have spinners and drop targets, but like you keep it very simple. Sure. Can you keep a game well under four? Because Stern Pinball releases a pro game for five grand. Well, their old pros, like my Metallica, was low four thousands. Mm-hmm. So why can the street level single level game not be under four grand? That's a, that's a very good point. No, I I think that it should be. I mean, if in, in my <sighs> as a consumer, what is, what I if Stern did this? Be. What if they said, we'll release one street level game a year, mm-hmm. and we will make sure not to make that much money on it because our all of our profits are from these big games. So we'll try to make a single level game will take less profit so we can sell it cheaper and get it out there i mean i don't think they're gonna that's not how people think though 
No, I, I understand what you're saying. I mean, well, I mean, there's different movie studios out there who will push out a, a, a very artistic movie that they don't that they know will not make a lot of money versus like a big blockbuster action f- film, but they will use a lot of the money from the big action film to fund uh, a lesser, more artistic yeah. uh, movie. But I guess it matters how much of an artist they are. As an artist, if they want this machine out there, that's different. Because then they personally, it's, it's a thing to them. They want to, to produce uh, something that's a little more simplistic. So just for the sake of their creativity to be able to get it out there, they'll use maybe these big high rollers to help cushion the impact of maybe a lesser successful game. And that's the thing. You don't need to lose money on it. I'm not saying they're losing money. No, no, no. But like, right. that's what I'm saying is like, okay, you yeah. just take less profit off of it, so you can get it to a cheaper point, so you can get to that three to thirty-five hundred dollar price range, where you'll sell a lot more games because. Oh, you're still you're still saying still make the same amount of money overall in the end, because you will sell more units. No, you just well, and that might be the case, but see, that's the thing is that. New in box games in the U.S. are now at a base level of. Whatever, you know, five some thousand. I think Stern's MSRP is fifty nine, but they sell from a distributor for fifty two to fifty five hundred. That's the cheapest game in the U.S. right now. It's that's nuts. It is nuts. And again, I agree with you completely. I, as a consumer, to me, a street level game, a single level game, should not like, cost five thousand dollars. Five thousand for I Tokyo Perfect Drift, and I could buy. Guardians of the Galaxy for the same. Right. I wouldn't. Like, it sucks. You, but it's the cost of, it's the cost of manufacturing a small amount. <clears throat> but again, okay, just like we had said about the complexity of this game. This game is significantly less complex than, like, uh, let's say, uh, now this is an older game, but uh, Batman Forever is ex- significantly by far more complex than this game yeah you got shit all over the place like this game doesn't even have drop targets nope uh it should i get trying to make money i mean the bomb is but the bomb has to be well under two grand they're talking five thousand that's not even five thousand dollars it's five thousand pounds isn't it no it's euros it, it says the initial price is four thousand three hundred ninety five euros and then in parentheses or quotes or whatever, $5,000 slash 3940 euro. Gotcha. Plus tax, plus shipping. Right. Which is, again, for a U.S. Uh, consumer is going to be probably about $6,000 when you're done. Yeah. It's a lot. Um, and $6,000 for a U.S. consumer to buy that, even though it looks cool, maybe they're big into drifting and they're big into cars, $6,000 is too much money a bunch of money you have to wait till that thing starts coming down like after people have already bought it after people have already played it yeah you get it used yeah but still i mean it's similar to Wonelli big juicy melons that was that's an em like looking game correct i thought it was going to come out at 3500 i was excited because the potential for stern to start making classics was exciting to me i think because you think they were going to be cheaper mm-hmm. you thought it's an older it's an older kind of game has to be cheaper has right. to be Nope, came out like five grand. Thirty five hundred, I think, is a good price. I obviously they're not doing it, but 
But I think 3500 is a good price for a street level game. Now, if I was stern or if I was spooky, maybe I could respond to some of these things like, no. In the end, I still have to pay my guys, and I need to produce a game that costs $5,000. I'm wondering if, if Spooky could make this Tokyo game for under four. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I I personally think that they can, because a much more complex game costs $5,000. So why does this also cost five? I, and I, I wonder if believe it's fully like that you can of, make it cheaper. They're adding in the R&D for the boards that they created like why why do that why make your own board set when one already exists mm. that's a huge cost making sure. your own boards yep p-rock is already there you have all these light boards that are already there mm-hmm. light sockets i mean you don't have to spend a fuckload of money to build a game mm-hmm. but if they're designing their own boards that's a ton of money and they're and they're passing on to the customer but p-rock already existed but if they're in spain and p-rock's in the u.s that's another because uh, we ship electronics, and that's a big pain in the ass. On because you you ship them over, then you then the person in the foreign country has to pay to pick them up, like another tax. Oh yeah. So you're we're, we're learning we're dipped. learning that all right now ourselves, but because we, we we've been shipping a lot of stuff and we're figuring out to oh geez. Yeah, you, you're getting double dipped on. Yep. Um, which is understandable that you don't want to have to import, and then then you're importing it, building your game, then exporting it back out. Yeah. The price starts jumping pretty quick. Yeah, so I don't know. It's something to think about. Um, Either way, if it means anything, uh, this game is really cool to look oh at. My God, I, God, it better be at a show. That's I why. Really that's play why it. I really do. I want to play it. I wish it was here. Uh, so we'll be posting up. Actually, we've. I already have. I've already posted you did, this. I commented yeah. on it. This is on our Facebook page right now. But maybe we can pull. I don't know if you have this news article. Maybe you did. I think it's this one specifically. If um, it's not this one, I can find this one. It has a lot of pictures. It, it has a. It lists the goals. Um, and then you you do races by hitting shots. You spell fuel. You spell burnout tires and all that stuff. So it's pretty sweet. Yeah. What is next on our docket? Video games. Video games. Moving oh, into hey, video games. Guess what? I already cracked mine. Why don't you crack yours? I got a Red Bull Pac Man. So. I need to add my little number under the tab to my game. To your mobile game? See what you get out of it? Um, I have also Red Bull, but I have the Winter Edition, which isn't bad. It's not as good as I wanted it to be. It's flavored. Yeah. Is it kind of weird? It's not too weird. It's You want to taste it? I, I, have, I have AIDS. <laughs> well, that doesn't transfer by <laughs> mouth stuff. <laughs> That's not too bad. It tastes like... Uh, winter. <laughs> I, I, I have no response to that. This is <laughs> funny. Um, I went to my sister's house the other weekend, and her husband, Nick, who was a listener at some points in time, mm-hmm. he had a white Red Bull can of, like, it was like coconut Red Bull. I, I like that one. You're weird, too. I haven't tried it yet, so I don't know. It's th- That's their summer edition. That's their summer edition? I swear to you. I th- I'm, well, I'm pretty sure it is. Did he just have it? Yeah, I was just sitting on the floor. Mm. I mean, it wasn't open yet. I, was, I, was, I think that, that, that was, that's her summer can. So anyways, this is their winter can. Wow. Nick, you just drank an old Red Bull, huh? I don't know. Maybe I'm completely wrong. But I remember they had a cool... Whatever their summer can was, I thought it was bomb. I liked it a lot. Anyways, okay. We're, we're not sponsored by Red Bull yet. So we'll move on. Oh, <laughs> move yeah. on. So uh, the Nintendo eShop on the Switch had a sale. Okay. 
and you bought all the games. Wow, well, congratulations! <laughs> I mean, I'll I'll inform your wife that you guys no no longer have any money. <laughs> <laughs> I already uh, they had maybe it was like twenty percent to fifty percent off a bunch of games. Uh huh. And like a handful of them. We it was a had. lot. There was a lot of great prices in there. Yeah, I like Diablo off. was, and I'm like, well, I already have Diablo. Right. Starlink is on there. That's pretty cheap. You guys all should have bought it. it but but I don't want a digital. I want the ship and stuff. I knew. So that's why I didn't. I mean, so, for instance, like, right now, I, I'm playing Starlink a lot. And there's different ships that I want. And I can buy them. Like, they always advertise. Like, just just buy it right now. You can have it right now. Which is, like, their, I guess, mobile game, like, mentality. Where just buy it right now. And you can have it. Just digital. Yeah. But it's, like, I... I want the physical one. I, I don't want to pay this. It's the same price take. Oh, my God. I might as well go buy the physical yeah, one. Yeah, no crap. So, anyways, all right, go on. So, I was flipping through, and um, a handful of people on Reddit, a handful of people on the Switch thread on Pinside all talked about Yoku Yoku's Island Express. It's a pinball-like... <laughs> how do I describe it to you? It's, it's like a pinball, side-scrolling, puzzle platformer. How is it pinballish? You literally play fucking pinball. <laughs> now, like, I'm, um, now I'm very confused. Okay. I actually brought it. So, so you okay? So is it a, is that a side game in the game? No, 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 man. It's like half the game is playing pinball. Okay. So you're this little bug, and you have this big ball that you're like tied to. Okay. Like some string, but it never gets caught. I don't know. Sure, but so that's not fine. So the bug pushes the ball around wherever you go. Okay. That's how you move. Is you push this ball around. Almost like a dung beetle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Go on. So you like show up at this island, and the postmaster, like the USPS person, goes like, "Well, welcome to the island. I'm retiring. You're the new postmaster. Peace out." And he just flies away. Okay. Everybody's kind of animals. Sure. So all of a sudden, you're the postmaster, and you're just pushing this ball around this island. What are you pushing the ball around for? I don't know. Because it's your ball. Okay, right. that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> so, you start learning about the island's history through um, new people you meet and areas. There's just, the, the island's kind of covered in a cloud, and the, the the more you explore, it opens up, and then you meet people, and they tell you, "Oh, well, if you want to help me, please go over here." And it, the map like just drops this icon up in this cloud, and mm-hmm. you're like, "Okay, well, I gotta go find out how to get there." Sure. So to to work your way up the platform, like up the map, you play pinball to like shoot your guy up. So you're playing literally vertically up. Yeah. Okay. And um, I got it for nine ninety nine. So when you say it's like pinball, is it like pinball or is it pinball? That's the thing. You you don't just like play a whole, you don't play a game. There's parts where I just you jump in. And you, you either flip a bumper or a flipper, and you shoot yourself up, and you're done. Like that, that was the pinball part. There's other parts where you will battle a boss. I've seen this trailer. Yeah. You battle yeah. a boss, and I, it's I think I ran full across pinball it on something. for 10 minutes. Huh. And if you drain, you hit these spikes, and then you get you can shoot yourself back in, but you hit the spikes too many times, Obviously, and yeah. you, you died. There's, uh, there's so much to the game. You can hmm. beat the story... And be fifty percent complete. There's so many side missions. I so what happened would I would go meet a new person and they were like, "Hey, can you go help me do this?" I didn't realize that wasn't part of the main mission. Oh, 
So you're, I'm just doing all these side missions. So it's almost like Skyrim or something like that. Yeah, you're, you're doing all these side missions and stuff. Okay. And I, I'm, I may be like seventy percent through the game, and uh-huh. I beat it. Uh huh. So I'm going back because there's a bunch of crap I missed. So you wait, time out, hold up, hold up, everybody stop. <laughs> <clears throat> Are you saying that you beat a game? I've beat. I got the scrolling credits, so I had to have beat the game. Wow. Congratulations. It's my first game in like 20 years. Yeah, this, this, is, yeah, this, is, this is a big moment. <laughs> good job. Let's take a moment of silence to yeah. uh, congratulate me. Yeah, good job. <laughs> I, if I would have known, I would have brought confetti or something. Good, good job. Good job. It was weird. I didn't... I thought it was battling the last boss, mm-hmm. and then it was. Sure. Um, it wasn't a really... So it wasn't a hard game, but it wasn't. How much time did you put into this to get through the story? I have no idea now. Okay. So what would happen would be I would spend a couple hours here, or thirty minutes there. Um, Which is of, the good thing about the Switch. Yeah, I kind of powered through on a weekend, mm-hmm. most of the game, and then I'd play a little bit, kind of after uh, my kid went down to bed, and all of a sudden I I beat it Sunday morning or whatever. So it took you about a week. No, took me five days. Okay, of casual playing. That's fine. But like I said, I didn't complete it, so now I'm going back because um, they have. God, this feels like Donkey Kong. There's these random torches throughout the game, mm-hmm. and if you collect, like, um, have you played Zelda on the Switch? There's those little Karako seeds. I have seeds. not, but, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you about. find those seeds. So there's those little guys all throughout the game. So you find all those, and you're able to... Every torch is like 10 of those guys. So you have to go find 10 and then light a torch. And then when you light that, this new animal comes out. So I, I you know, I, I haven't done that. No, I, I hear what you're saying. I mean, it's, it's kind of a similar thing with like a lot of games where you can beat the story, but to 100% it, you have to go back and find all the little things. I mean, like, like they have that <clears throat> in uh, the... Jack and Daxter series, oh, for sure. instance. And it, it, you can beat the mission or beat the story, which is the main priority. But for those who want to, I guess, have that extra, want one, continue to play the game because you really like it, but to also have that extra like accomplishment feeling, you can go back through all the levels and try to find those orbs hidden throughout the level and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, there's even, so as a postmaster, you can't become the master postmaster without delivering these three packages to these people around the map that you kind of don't know where they are. Sure. So I've delivered two of them. I gotta go find the third one, and then I can be the master postmaster. I mean, so there's so many cool little. Even if the game only took four hours to beat, mm-hmm. there's over four hours of extra content to find, which is what I really like. So does it flow seamlessly in from like when you're like rolling the ball around, like walking around on like level ground, to when you are in like pinball mode is it pretty seamless like you're just kind of popping up into or is it always side scrolling it's uh everything's always side scrolling or okay. up scrolling like it it plays like super mario all right well then then, then that helps keep it simple in my head i was picturing like like you were like third person view or something like that. Oh, so nope. side scrolling that makes it a lot simpler so is it is completely seamless like you just gotcha um the only part i did not like about the game was that when you are told to go to the, which is the last boss, mm-hmm. I forgot his name. It's like Zeke or whatever. You have no idea how to get there. There is no description. Most of the time, most of the time you have to go somewhere, you kind of have an idea on how to get there. Okay. This one, it was 
and I Googled it because I couldn't find out how to get down to this, like, the lowest level spot on the game. Well, hold on. Time out. But this is kind of open world, yet side-scrolling? Yeah, and you're forced, like, um, to, to get to the mountain. You can take a few ways to get up there, but you can only go a few ways. Like, you can't go up every This is a very way. ambitious and... Uh, you should play it. Well, shit. I, I really should. I brought it. You have to use my Switch. You... Oh, because it's digital. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, so... <clears throat> couldn't find out how to get down there. I went to the lower levels all multiple times. I couldn't figure out how to get down there. I Googled it. ton of people had the same problem. Hmm. Um, finally, I watched some how-to, like, uh, maybe more of, like, a level playthrough. And I finally found the most random spot where you don't just go down there. You have to find these little kind of... There's, like, these certain creatures that are kind of, like, I don't know what you call them. They're, like, dark beasts. And you go find them, and then one guy brings you to a spot that he creates a bumper... And shoots you up in, in, and then you fall into this new zone. <coughs> so they made this last boss way too hard to find. Yeah. Interesting. But the rest of the game is pretty easy to, to go throughout it. Yeah. the To you, find it. When you first start playing, it's very confusing, right? Because you're new to the world. You're new to how to move around. and Sure. Like, which, which way up do I take to get to this section? Okay. Um, once you... The, the 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 only good thing is when you're going back and forth because you're you're moving throughout the map multiple times over and over again to deliver mm-hmm. a package or to unlock a new area or go back to an area to get something. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel that grindy unless you don't really know what you're doing. So in the early in the early stage movement, it feels a little grindy, but it's not that bad. And uh, really, it is you're exploring and you forget where you're going. Okay. And so you're just you're playing the same stuff over and over because you forgot where you're going. You're just exploring around, trying to find these little secrets. Mm-hmm. Or you'll fall off something, drop down, and have to get back up. That was another annoying part was like you're shooting yourself via pinball up a big open space. And you're trying to get to a secret spot and you keep falling off. And then you drop down and have to get back up. But yeah, it's more of your, you know, my fault than the game. But We'll have to put links to this game in uh, on our Facebook page so that the listeners can see it. If you're into pinball, if you're into side scrolling or puzzles, uh, fantastic game, and it was nine ninety nine. It was totally worth the price. Um, I would love a sequel. Mm. Very cool. Super creative. Like I said, it wasn't really a long game, but to, to complete it, it's going to take me a while. Sure. Um, but I think it'll be worth it. I like it. Well, especially for ten bucks. Good job. Good find. What have you been uh, hacking away at? Um, kind of my uh, the, the games I've been playing a lot recently have been still mainly on the Switch, which is uh, Star Fox, uh, Warframe. That's and, not Star Fox, homie. Oh, fine, Starlink. But I always play a Star Fox, so it's to me it's Star Fox. <laughs> <laughs> so Starlink, um, Warframe, and uh, what's the other one I'm playing? I Destiny Two. Well, Destiny 2 is is the Xbox game I've been trying to get back into. So I, I played quite a bit last night with my brother because they have this whole winter thing going on now. And I wanted to get into this because these are some of my favorite events because these winter events have all this really cool, like, Christmassy, well, it's not even Christmassy, it's just a wintry, like, they, they, armor. Yeah, they theme it. Right. They do a pretty good job of that. Like, at Halloween, they'll have you trick-or-treat to all the people around the town. Yep. 
And this whole Christmas event that they got going on right now, they have some really cool vehicles. They have this awesome sleigh. I, I posted it on, on our Facebook page. Uh, they, they got just tons of cool gear and cool armor that uh, the collector in me just wants to get in there and start gobbling it all, gobbling it all up. But uh, I haven't played Destiny very actively. <laughs> so are you like really far behind or you leveled up pretty good? Well, it's a lot easier to level up now because I'm so far behind that there's a lot of great gear out. Because you're playing with way leveled up people. Well, yeah. Well, so for can, one, so, so they kind of carry you into like how you did it for me on Destiny One. Well, I'm also in a clan. Okay. Ooh, so, so fancy. Are you the leader? <laughs> no. Are you gonna no. kick people down a hole like in 300? <laughs> no. But but in this clan, we have a lot of friends in there. Like my my brother, uh, my brother and my sister in law. I think they kind of by de facto they end up leading the clan because everyone else kind of just fell off during oh the middle. God, it's like a family clan now. Now this feels like the movie or the TV show Vikings <laughs> or Game of Thrones. <laughs> well, speaking of Vikings, uh, one of the main characters or one of the main people in this is uh, Koi. Koi plays uh, a lot and he's maxed out. And uh, he... Is that because he buys loot crates? I don't think he buys anything, but I would not be surprised if he buys everything. So, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I think he grinds for it all, but but Koi, he he and the rest of them, since they all play this quite a bit, as a clan, you get a bunch of stuff. Like, like oh, it's just because you're in a clan. Oh, yeah. So, is so he in I it? just went to like our little like uh, place where you get all your clan gear, and I went from like level 423 and shot all the way up to over 500 by just walking in there <laughs> and gathering up all the stuff that they were winning for me. <laughs> I didn't. I barely had to do anything, so that made it a lot easier to to elevate my level quite a bit. Is they, as a clan, were helping me by just getting us as a whole entire team stuff. But then I'm playing on levels that uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm playing with like my brother, so we can defeat people pretty quickly, and then they dump gear on us, and I'm such a low level that he's grinding to get like one point or, you know one level higher whereas to me that one level higher is you know, like a like a 26 equivalent you know what i mean so i i'm flying through levels versus him trying to grind through the last couple but anyways with that said they have added so much more content and i don't just mean gear i mean like uh the way they do things the way that they uh forge weapons and stuff like that like i I had to ask over and over and over again how to do everything. And, and also, <laughs> Did like, they get sick of you? No, I mean, I, my, my, my brother's pretty easygoing, so he, he flowed with it. He was pretty cool about it. But uh, anyways, I essentially was like a noob all over again when it came to this game. It was like, when, for instance, when I play Warframe. Okay, hang on. They, uh, Destiny 2, has it had DLC that you haven't played yet? Or is it you started the DLC but you haven't finished it? That the so, so you one. have a bunch of new content. I have a ton of con- I have a ton of content. That is I'm there a new planet with. yet? Uh, there is a new area that I'm currently playing. Okay, because like that's huge. I've played Destiny a lot bigger 2, than I thought it was, and I haven't beat. Maybe I did beat it. I did beat Destiny Two. It's a great story. I think with your help. Um, but I have not purchased any of the DLC. Um, well, at this point, you can purchase it all for probably next to nothing. But how many is there so far? Is there two, two DLCs? Because I heard there's another one coming. 
Okay, well, so if you want to call it a DLC, um, they just released it, I think, this last Tuesday or very recently. If it wasn't this last Tuesday, it was the Tuesday before. And of course, it also matters when you're listening to this podcast in the first place. But it is called the Black Armory. The Black Armory is more like a season in Fortnite or in Paladins or something like that. So it's, it's technically a- new content. And some people might call it, you, you cannot call it DLC. Is it free? It's It's free. Oh, so it's just a theme pack for the month or whatever. Correct. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so what they're doing is they're doing these seasons like Fortnite has done or Paladins has done. Now, in Fortnite and Paladins, you pay for them. What do you mean? Uh, well, some stuff changes and you get that for free. But for like this, like I forget what they call them. But there's a whole bunch of content in it and you have to purchase that, that, that like pack and you earn it all. Within that season, and if you don't complete it all within that season, it's lost. So you, so I've never done it based on that alone. Because so I know how much time I play. Have. They still have the free play, and you're still in the season. But you're you playing. get way less content. But if you pay this pack for like ten bucks, you get a lot of ability to unlock stuff and like get weapons and armors and whatever else. That but it's not. Keep. But you don't get it all. You no, have no, no. to earn it all. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, right. so you you work up, and if you don't complete the earning of it. You lose it. I think they call them battle passes. And now that I'm thinking about it, well, that just keep. I don't and think they call they call this a battle pass, but I don't think you have to purchase anything. At least I haven't purchased anything, mm. and I'm playing all the same stuff. So maybe I mean, I'm not. Maybe I don't have access to some stuff that is going on. But I so far have not even noticed that. Well, I I don't like Fortnite for a handful of reasons, but like at least I don't think that that's that cheap. I mean, it sounds cheap on paper, but at the same time, it's like. You paid to do that, and you know the consequences of not completing it. Correct. And it's keeping you playing. It's keeping it fresh. It's keeping you to right. complete something. It's for people who really enjoy this game a lot, and maybe $10 for, I, you know, let's say it's a quarter of a year or something like that. I mean, think about it. Free play for 10 bucks a month or whatever they do, right? Like a season, Let's just say a season's yeah. a month. But it's not and, even a month. It's more than a month. No, I know, but like sure. $10 for a free play game? Mm-hmm. And you're putting that many hours in to complete that. And there's a ton of content pass. in there. You're going to be getting, getting all worth st- well more than ten dollars yes, for sure. It is given you're going to keep paying money in, but at the same time, your cost per hour of entertainment, right? You are. That's a really good deal, and that's what it always comes down to. Anyone who wants to say, when it comes to any game or any, I guess, form of entertainment, is if you look at it like, oh, that's a waste of money, so I have to pay for that, and it's like, well, is it worth it to you? If it's not, then don't pay it. I'm not asking you to pay it. This is a completely free-to-play game. You can stand here and play along with the rest of us, but if you want this extra cool stuff, then you have to, yes, you have to pony up some money. And if it's a big deal to you, like if you really want it, then yeah, pay for it. It's It's not... I'm not making you pay. Same with like these other like uh, like Shadowgun Legends, which is a which is a mobile game I play quite a bit. I see these people run around with this really cool armor, and I want it. But they, since it's a mobile game, and they they mobile games in general push a lot more to buy stuff because it's all free free to play. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm still playing the game. Just like in Fortnite, I'm still playing the game, having a great time. I just don't have all maybe the, the this fancy samurai armor or something like that. It's still cool. Love it to death. But I, I don't need to pay the extra amount because I don't play it enough for it's worth it to me. Mm. I would rather buy something for Destiny. Destiny, sure. even though I, I know it sounds almost oxymoronic because I'm not playing Destiny all the time. 
Destiny to me is a bigger deal. I would much rather put the money into that or in like Halo or in something like that. If a new whole game comes out, I'd rather slap down 60 bucks for it. Or for instance, I just bought um, the full game of Kirby not that long ago for uh, for Easton because he was he loves the demo a lot and we we kept playing the demo over and over again that I thought I should just get you the full game because you, you can now you can actually play through the story you've gotten really good at this game in the demo I think that you can actually handle the real game and he loves it so he's been playing Switch more s- than I have now we we got off topic sorry and we have we're, we're going to talk about that yes go ahead but I am so glad that they have that game and Kirby. S- Kirby yep and they have other games that are easy for kids, but also fun for adults to play. Yeah. And play together. Yeah. I mean, I enjoy it. I think it's a good game. Okay. But it's... Hang on. Oh, sure. Go ahead. We're off topic, Steve. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> we're, we're on a bunny trail somewhere. I don't even right. know. We, I didn't even we know we were on We were talking one. about Destiny, and the, but you kept bringing up some sort of mobile game. Oh, Shadowgun Legends? Yeah. Shadowgun Legends um, is a game that I play a lot. Because it's just in my pocket all the time. Because it's on my phone. Oh. And I like it a lot. It's a, it's a first-person shooter. Your phone's gone, though, now. Yes. My Razer phone had a little flickering issue on the screen. And I was trying to debate whether it was worth it to me to get it fixed or to just ride it out. And I decided that the phone was new enough that you should I should totally just get it repaired. Um, so I sent it in for a repair and they are just going to flat out replace it, which was kind of disappointing to me. I mean, I, I guess I, that's actually what I figured was going to happen is that that's the way companies usually work nowadays is they'll just send you a brand new one. Just screw it. Send them a brand new one. But I wanted my old one cause I had all my content on it and I didn't want to redownload the games or redownload the apps again, but it is what it is. I, I not that long ago did a backup. So I'll just, uh, download that backup and mm. I'll be fine. Plus all my, you know, photos and stuff like that, that's automatically sent up to the cloud, so I'm not worried about that. Um, anyways, that the flickering issue, it wasn't an extreme deal. Like, I was able, still able to watch videos, still able to play games, still able to do everything and not really notice it. But it was enough of a issue that I thought, this, this is an expensive phone that I bought not that long ago. I should totally just get it repaired. You should. And you did. I did. Anyway. I hope they send me a Razor 2 by accident. Wouldn't that be amazing? No, it's the same phone. I hope by accident they send me a Razor 2. It's the same phone. With a Razor laptop. That'd be uh, even better. They accidentally they there. accidentally dropped a Razor laptop in there. Okay, go on. They just <laughs> drop it in the box. <laughs> All right, go oh, on. Weird, it fits inside a cell phone box. <laughs> All right, go on. Are you are, we, are you done talking about Destiny too? Uh yeah, I'm all done with it. I mean, because okay. cool. it has new content, it's yeah. new to you. You're and having I, fun with it, and I had a great time. And I, I, I my wish Xbox is still packed away, so I don't have it out. You my should, basement is still a you shit should show. get it out of the dust. <sighs> okay, Smash Brothers, that came out last week. Oh yeah, but this is a big content. This is a big issue. We should have talked about this sooner. Sorry. <laughs> Smash, yeah. Smash Bros. Uh, schools are shutting down for it. Go on. No, they're not. But, okay. <laughs> Smash Bros. dropped. Uh-huh. Um, I think it was a big deal because the Wii U Smash Brothers 
was um, probably considered a slight disappointment to most Smash Brothers fans. Okay. Um, this one was because why? I don't. You don't really know. It just was. People were saying it just didn't play like. The hard part is, and I might be off base, and someone can comment on this and correct me, but there's a lot of people who are completely obsessed with Smash Brothers for 64 and Smash Brothers on GameCube, and those are the only two Smash Brothers that matter. One of those, or both. I I guess I would... So, like, Smash Brawl for Wii? Yep. Is, has it, like, each game has its own group of fans. Sure. So, when the Wii U came out, people didn't like it because it didn't play like the old ones. Okay. There's and they those Smash people that are obsessed are like frames a move a move that takes X frames they're obsessed with. Like they count frames of a movement so they can counter and attack and they're obsessed. Hmm. It's it's a highly scrutinized fighter. But the funny part is it was made to be an enjoyable like family fighter. <laughs> right. Right. But the people who take it to the competition level mm-hmm. are freaking obsessed nuts sure. about it sure so the wii u one i think was generally thought of as being a it was probably a really good game but it wasn't good competition game sure when, when i played <clears throat> i don't actually i don't know if i've ever played the wii u version i played the wii version and i didn't like it as much as i did uh the gamecube and the 64 versions because those ones i loved and i played a lot and then when i played the the wii version I thought that it was, what did I think? I thought that the maps were too small, Hmm. but I suppose that's just a map issue, but go on. So when they announced Smash, people want Smash. People always want Smash, and they've pretty much released a Smash per console. I mean, even the 3DS got the Smash Brothers. At this point, you have to, but go on. It's one of their main line type games. The same with uh, Mario Kart. Yep. And Zelda. <clears throat> so, when they finally announced it, the internet fucking lit on fire. Mm-hmm. Which is great. Smash is a fun game. I'm not good at it, but I enjoy it. But I'm not obsessed with it. Okay. Like, I'm not good at fighters, but I like them. It's fun. Oh, it's the same with me. Like, I, I'll probably end up buying this game. I'll but, probably buy it on sale. Right, same. Like, I'm just... I wasn't in line to get this game. Yeah, no. Um... So when they started finally releasing info about it, I think people just got more and more excited because guess what? They started, they, one, they called it Smash Brothers Ultimate. Sure. Then they started saying, we're going to have every single character ever made in Smash will be in this Smash. Right. So there's certain characters like Snake from Metal Gear Solid and a bunch of these random game, like Fire Emblem characters. And just mm-hmm. characters that maybe have appeared only once mm-hmm. are now in this game. It's a freaking giant game. Yeah. Plus, they're going to come out with more DLC characters. So it's going to be... It's Who is the latest character, that the random character that they, that they just from announced? from like Persona 5. It was... Right. Something I've never... I would have never thought that they, they should even be in this game. Yeah. Right. And... I think they spent a lot of time on the fighting mechanics to make sure that it was going to appease all those competition players for um, for esports because they are now getting big into esports like Splatoon two, and all those are now becoming for real. So esports. So Sonic was in uh, the Wii U version. Yep. Is he gonna be in this one as well? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. I just, I just wasn't sure. Wh- which Sonic though the 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 real live action one from the new movie that released trailer or the video game one 
obviously the video game one. But uh, we don't we don't even know what the new guy looks like technically. We know he has hair. We can see that, or we, we can see how fuzzy he is just from like the the glow around his character. But okay, we, so there was, but we can't see him. We're not, we're, we can say this for the movie <clears> thing, but <throat> yeah. there was a Sonic trailer that came out for a movie coming out in November two thousand nineteen. A, a moving poster is what they call it. Yeah, which was kind of odd. But they've also leaked more pictures. Really? Of, you know, like movie posters. So there's one of Can you Sonic. actually see his face? No. Well, oh. this one today I found, yes. And Chris Pratt is... They're both lounging on a police car. Chris Pratt's in it? Uh, there's a lot of... Well, I mean, guess I, who Dr. Robotnik is? I have no idea. Jim Carrey. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Interesting. I mean, now I, just, I oh, I'm very I, interested in this movie. All of a sudden, now, yes, exactly. This is like, <laughs> so I think the people who are big into the competition are actually enjoying the game. People are liking it. The only complaint I heard is that some of the online is a little laggy or having a little stumbling. Okay. So, but that that's part of the growing process of um, releasing a, a giant online game. I don't know if I'd want to play this online. Um, Maybe I would. I would just get my ass handed to me, so right. I wouldn't play online. I would much prefer just to play local, and it's not because I'm against online games, because I love online games. It's that I know when it comes to fighters, uh, I don't stand a chance in the ring when it comes this to online. This is what, ha- like, I bought ARMS for Switch. Yeah. I played online, and would get my ass handed yeah. to me. Yeah. I'm not a good fighter. There's a significant difference when it comes to, like, an average Joe... And somebody else who's good at fighters when it comes to online. Like, yeah. shooters, sure, I can handle my own in, in a shooter. But when it comes to fighters, it's just not even close. Yeah. So, I also, I would only play local with friends. Mm-hmm. And then make them mad at me. Or me get mad. Yep. I usually fall off the level is how Jesse wins when we play together. <laughs> he just he just dodges me until I fall off. And then I lose my three stocks. I thought it would be better because we we just played a, the Wii U not that long ago, and uh, I thought I'd be better than I I was, and I uh, did not have any of my skills from the GameCube era mm. left over. We do have the GameCube controllers. That's the cool part. The people, the fans, are so hardcore about Smash and the GameCube controller, which is very comfortable. They re-released the GameCube controllers for Brawl or for yeah, for Smash, and the GameCube adapters so that you can play with your GameCube controllers on your Switch. Hmm. And it plugs into PC and your Wii U. And I think you can play up to eight or nine characters. Probably eight because Wii U could do nine because of the whole gamepad. Speaking of controllers, this is still in the line. I'm not going to bunny show too much here on this one. Um, <clears throat> I just bought an adapter that plugs into my Xbox One controller. Oh, this and, is the one that we... Right. And I can use this across all platforms. So it's not only a battery pack. Oh, so this is what it is. For 50 bucks, you have a rechargeable battery pack. You have uh, something that can now make your Xbox controller, which is my favorite controller, work across all platforms, whether it be on your PC, your PlayStation, or your Nintendo, uh, and obviously the Xbox. It can work across all fairly quickly by just tapping uh, the back button and either X, A, Y, or B. Or, yeah, that's just how you flick in and out of all these different modes. <clears throat> On top of all that, it also has turbo functionality, which I didn't even know was a thing until I got it. And I was reading the, the instructions that it had, like, you just turn on the turbo mode and you can uh, have, like, if you're trying to beat a boss or whatever, and you need to have a 
you know, punch B really fast, like back in the day. But I don't know any games nowadays that uh, really need triple functionality. Oops, probably shouldn't snap next to the microphone. That's fine. Streets of Rage is coming out with a new game, and that would be amazing for Streets of Rage. That side-scrolling beat-em-up. You're saying for triple mode? Yeah. So you'd, like, kick fast or punch fast? Oh, I suppose. I suppose. Um, I also saw that device, and you should link it, but it's all over Amazon now. Yep. Um, I think the most people were excited for the Elite controller being used because that is the the gold standard of controllers now right. from OEM. Mm-hmm. Xbox Elite. And, uh, yeah, so that's what I use, and I, I like it a lot. So, anyways, that's what I would use in this game. Sweet. I would just use my Xbox controller. Awesome. Then we want to talk about your son being bigger into... Finally, yes. He's uh, now gotten... So how old is he? uh, He's four years old now. Uh, He's finally now able to navigate and uh, run the Nintendo Switch with ease. Like, before, I would always put him into a game or whatever, and... Uh, he liked navigating a phone that I, I had an old phone that I had given him. He liked navigating that a lot more. He would play uh, like Hungry Shark and all the different stuff mm-hmm. on on his phone. But he's just gotten a lot better at technology. So and he's gotten better in, in the games. And with me buying him uh, Kirby, he now this is Kirby for Switch. Right. He's able to. N- jump in and out he doesn't just play kirby he, i he'll start out on kirby but then also the next thing he'll be playing is is sonic or uh link not not link the de- the destiny War- destiny warriors game what's that called oh uh <sighs> oh my goodness but it's it's that one it's the destiny warriors uh hyrule warriors hyrule warriors yeah, there we yeah. go he likes oh hyrule God, warriors quite so a bit bad. as well so he flicks in and out of all these games oh he plays arms as well he likes arms a lot and it just it's because he does the full motion control doesn't yeah he? he loves the full motion control he loves uh punching the people with it but anyways um i love the fact that all of a sudden he's big into a nintendo switch because now i have a buddy that's very soon gonna be able to play with me on par when, when it comes because i just want him to play next to me and we'll play like halo or we'll play destiny or something like that i'm ready for that to happen and he hasn't completely grasped the two joysticks which is the the hang up when it comes to doing something oh, like sure. that but he's really good with one joysticks so when it comes to like platformers or anything like that he's really good at that so i don't so that's i guess that's all i was going to really kind of say about that is um, my my little buddy is now able to play video games with me and i'm kind of excited about it i will say that kirby um has historically and this game continues to um, it puts in, I wouldn't call them handicaps because they're kind of features of the game, but mm-hmm. it really allows a younger person or an inexperienced player to have assists, like assistance yes. where they're not dying all the time and, and feeling like the game sucks. Right. But it's also fun enough uh, for an adult to play or a gamer. <clears throat> One of the good things about Kirby is, yeah, you can beat it and it's not a long game. But that's not the point. The point is to beat it, then go back and play it, because there's a lot more crap to unlock. And so the initial reviews, or I shouldn't say like real reviews, but people, people's uh, reviews. Impressions. Impressions were, this game's too easy, it's too short. Well, the whole point of a Kirby game is to go back and replay it. 
Okay. And they weren't doing that. They want to beat it, move on. Well, it's like, okay, we get it, but you should, you should research your game before you buy it. You shouldn't just be, and if you do keep just buying games without knowing about them, then you need to deal with the consequences of buying a game without knowing. Yeah, that's true. I'm I'm very grateful for Kirby because I think it is both Sonic and Kirby, but definitively it has been Kirby that has pushed Easton into becoming more interested in like the Nintendo Switch because Kirby he I mean Sonic has been easy for him or he really enjoys Sonic quite a bit. The forces, right? Yeah. But uh, Kirby has made it so fun for him to he runs around and he like friends other people in the game and then those little buddies help him defeat the enemy. So maybe he isn't very good, but he, now he's got four little buddies that are going to run around with him and or three little buddies that'll run around with him and, and help get him to destroy suck people it. up and stuff. He loves sucking people yeah, up and fun. spitting them out and all this different stuff. It's, it's a very comical, fun game that he just, it got him sucked in enough that it got him good at navigating uh, the Switch. So now I just hand him the Switch while we're on a trip or whatever, going to daycare, and he just plays like crazy back there or while we're at home. I, I love it, the fact that he likes it as much as I do. That's good. It's fun to have uh, something in common with. Well, something that you can pass down, like, like I wish my daughter, when she's slightly older, can enjoy games with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> or I'll have to force her. You know, I don't know. When <laughs> you can't leave this room <laughs> until you love pinball. <laughs> have a nice day. <laughs> what a mean dad. <laughs> um, the other thing I want to talk about is finding video games as Christmas gifts. I don't know if I should talk about this before or after Christmas. Because I got a gift for Nick, my brother-in-law. But um, what happened was GameStop had a sale on games. It was like buy two, use, get one free. Sure. Well, when you do that, I almost feel like you have to buy something because you're getting three games for the price of two. (laughs) Sure. Their used game selection isn't bad. It's not poorly priced. It's pretty decent. And when you add that extra one in free, which obviously is the cheapest of the three, it's still not a bad deal. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so what I did was I started like, uh, last year I bought a bunch of Sega Genesis and 64 games to kind of round up my tiny collection of what I had to have. Mm-hmm. For instance, Michael Jackson, Moonwalker. I had to have that Genesis game. I remember playing when I was little. It's a freaking awesome game. Um, I got it. Sure. I'm excited. Um, so what I ended up doing was I was trying to look at some games and I found, I remembered, we had been talking about Castlevania Lord of Shadows. Okay. They came out on 360 and PS3. Uh-huh. I remember playing one and I remember them being from the... Did you video- ever play it before? Yes, on PlayStation okay. 3 once. I remember being really good and Hideo Kojima from Metal Gear helped the, the first one. Interesting. Uh, I looked them up quick. That they are compatible with Xbox One. So I bought Lord of Shadows 1 and Lord of Shadows 2. Awesome. I am so pumped to play them. Very cool. Now you definitely need to get it out of the basement. Yeah, shut up. (laughs) I also have a 360 I could play it on, I guess. So I bought that for myself, and uh, my wife wrapped that up for me. I also bought Sega Rally Revo, which is a super fun rally game. Um, I had it for PlayStation 3, and I had the whole seat shifting car uh, wheel setup but all that is gone now um and i remember i I really like that game because of the 
the effects of the ground being torn up every lap mm-hmm. get better and better. Like, well, not better, but like your grooves in the, from tires make it worse and worse. It's Chris. <laughs> um, so the track degradation of like gets even better, uh, and it has good graphics. It has cool cars. It's licensed. It's a really fun game. That's actually probably the best way to maybe even find games is to go to your local uh, used game place, whether it be GameStop where you can buy new and used, um, or just like a, like a retro place that you maybe have nearby. But that's where you get the most bang for your buck, and it's something that, that people aren't already buying for themselves because if it's a new game, they already have probably got it in mind. They've already bought it for themselves or, or whatever. But plus, it's also sixty bucks. You know what I mean? Whereas a used game that's maybe older still carries all this nostalgia and memory, and it's going to be a great gift, but for but for way cheaper. Um, that's a yeah, good idea. I don't mind. The only thing I don't like about buying from GameStop used is you don't know if you're going to get the case or not, which isn't the biggest deal. You can always get a, a new case. I guess. But I think for most, most of the time, I think that you know you're going to get the case. No, I didn't get... I did not get the original case for either Lord of Shadows. Huh. I got a generic case for the first one, and I got a generic case for the first one, and I got no, I got just sleeves for the second. Hmm. That stings. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed about that. Okay. I guess I, I very rarely have ever gotten uh, generic, uh, uh, not sleeves, but uh, cases. But I feel the same way. When you get a generic case, it stinks. It's because it's the same price as it would have right. been with the case. Correct. That's what bugs me. Mm-hmm. I also forgot I got another game for Switch. What'd you get? So a year or so ago, no longer than that, there was a game from the UK called Aquamoto Utopia. Mm-hmm. It was this jet skiing game. It was supposed to be a spiritual successor to Wave Race 64. Um, I purchased it used because of some of the reviews were saying it wasn't all that great and it's its own kind of feel. How much was it? I got it for 20. Okay. And it came in the case. It came with the original game. It looks brand new. So it wasn't even DLC. I was thinking that you got this like, uh, not DLC, but, uh, electronically. <sighs> I know. I don't know why this game is not rated very good. Really? It's just uh, disappointing. The graphics are really good, but the controls are garbage. Hmm. Oh. How about the physics? They're okay. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty disappointed. I'm disappointed enough where I would return it. $20 is a lot of money. Yeah. And this does not feel like a $20 game. Interesting. That's sad. Well, I mean, if it's disappointing to the point where you're not even going to play it, then you totally should return it. Because I mean, if you can, are you able to? I have no idea. Okay. I should look into that. It, because mm. all it's gonna do is sit on the shelf. Now you're never gonna play it again. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, I was. I thought maybe in my head I'm like, oh, these reviews are bad. Maybe twenty bucks. Twenty bucks isn't a big deal. No, sure. But I could. I could. I made it through one race. I'm just going. Oh, this control. The controls are real clunky. Like. Jet skiing is its own feel, right? Because you have to be moving forward to be actually turning. Like you can't just turn without moving forward. Okay, sure. So there's some water effect, mm-hmm. like uh, physics. Mm-hmm. But 
in this game, I'm pretty sure you're on sit-down jet skis, and they won't turn well, which they should turn better than the stand-ups. So then you turn, but you pretty much can't make a turn in the game without holding the super handbrake button to you really lean in and get like a, almost like a 90-degree cut. But you have to do that for pretty much every single turn. Hmm. And then um, a lot of the tracks, they have these buoy markers, and you have to go on the one side. So you're cutting back and forth, like switchbacks sure. to the buoys. Sure. And when these waves come, you get thrown up in the air and you can't do anything. And so you miss a bunch of them. Mm. And all of a sudden you're penalized like crazy. And so it's not even fun. And that was the first level mm. I was getting. I replayed it. I beat it. But it's like, is this even worth playing? Hmm. I'm not sure, man. <clears throat> all right. But well, they, well, they made a snowmobile version too. What was the name of this game? It's Aquamoto Utopia. What's the snowmobile game called? I don't remember. Snowmoto? Something like that. Utopia, yeah. It. I almost bought both because there was a snowmobile game on PlayStation. Man, I'm forgetting the name of that one too, but that was super fun. Yeah, they have an arcade one as well that's pretty fun. But that was disappointing. But what I did was um, Yoka, Yoku's Island Express was like $5 for PS4. So I bought that for Nick. For his stocking. Nice. I don't think he'll like it because he doesn't like anything I buy him. Makes sense. Like, I got him Tomb Raider for PS4. Uh-huh. Hasn't been open. <laughs> uh, nice. I pretty much, I'm going to buy, I'm going to keep buying him games that I want to play. Wait, wait, play, like, so. like the new one? The well, not new the new, new one, but the last one. Well, yeah, but, okay, but yeah, at the, the time version. it was new one, probably, yeah. yeah. I'm just going to buy him games that I want to play so that I go to his house. I'm you could just play, play it. <laughs> That's a smart move. I like that move. It's like buy my wife a bowling ball or whatever. Right, right. Um, I bought you a pinball machine. <laughs> I did do that. Oops. <laughs> All right. We've been droning on for a while. Yeah, we probably we, should wrap it up. We actually have content for like another show. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we'll talk more about the new Sonic movie. Uh, and, not and one. One Up has uh, a new... Wall. They haven't officially released it, but there's rumors scrolling around about Plus Mortal Kombat. Plus there's pictures of it. Yep. Mortal Kombat arcade machine might be coming out, and that'll be fun. Uh, what, was there, what was the other thing we wanted to talk about? Just Cause. Was Just Cause is making people throw up. Yep. Okay. So anyways, yeah, we have a lot more and we can talk about And maybe we'll get Chris time. back on yeah. so he can ramble on about <laughs> System 11. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. That is it. If you want to see anything that we talked about today, just go and check out our Facebook page at flippinandmashing.com. Or not. <laughs> Flippin' and Mashing. Uh, just search for it on Facebook. You'll find us, guys. See you later. Bye-bye.